Welcome to the Hunting for Purpose podcast, the official podcast home for all human design manifestors. I'm your host, Holly Marie, a 4-6 clinic manifester, a certified human design teacher, and a manifester who is following her own creative urge to facilitate a thriving global community of aligned, powerful manifestors. Wherever you are at in your manifester journey, or even if you are here just because you love a manifester and you want to understand them a little bit more, this podcast is the place for you. Stick around for in-depth teaching, for real-life practical tips and understandings of the manifester journey, and how to become aligned and powerful and thriving as a manifester. You are here for global impact. You are here to change the world. The time is now. The journey is yours. This podcast is your home. Welcome back, beautiful listeners. I am super duper grateful to have you here for another episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. Um, This is one of my favorite platforms to chat to you all because especially when I get to do solo episodes, it's just really free flow, right? I, I kind of have the capacity with a solo podcast episode to just let my spleen talk to me, hear what it is that needs to be said, and then just jump on and record it for you. So most of the time, solo episodes on here are very impromptu, um, <laughs> kind of very random, and across the whole fabric of the podcast always seem to fit into a bigger picture, but that's generally not a strategic approach. Um so when I was sitting down to do some work at the moment, it's it's a Monday morning for me at the beginning of June. I'm recording this, even though you guys will be hearing this kind of later in July. I was sitting down to just do some some work on Monday morning. And for those of you out there that are splenic authorities, you will understand the spleen spoke. <laughs> the spleen was like, I've got something to say and we are going to say it. So here I am recording the podcast episode. Um, this is very much my gate 1640, sorry, my channel 1648 in action. If any of you are into channels or perhaps have that channel, um, it's sort of this this impulsive use of deep intuition. Um, it's a very strange, strange kind of energy, and I love it. So this episode is brought to you today by Channel 1648. <laughs> and we're talking all about money because if you have been hanging around any of the platforms recently, you will know that we are all about the money at the moment for June and July Basically, every single piece of content we have had has been focused on the manifesto relationship with money. I did do a big informing post about this on Instagram right at the beginning of June, letting you all know that we're going to be talking about money and why we're talking about money. Part of this is because this is the pattern that I'm seeing. This is the information that is being made available. Part of my unique frequency is being able to see patterns, being able to see um, repeating energetic frequencies. Um, I have gate 44, I have gate five. So, at, you know, and I'm aligned six. So I will often kind of sit back and observe and just see, oh, we're seeing these same themes come up over and over and over again. I also have, you know, the privilege of being in communication with so many of you. And so I see this in DMs frequently and emails and post comments. I know that money is a big deal for so many of you at the moment. 
to me, that makes a whole bunch of sense because we're collectively going through this huge shift around our ideology of money, how we earn money, how we hold money, how we spend money, um, how we see money, how we experience money, where we're going through this massive kind of upheaval. We're in the rebuilding, right? 2020, and 2021 were very much this breaking down. We saw that breakdown of the hustle culture, of a lot of capitalist agendas, of this um, kind of consumption of wealth that was built out of greed. And in 2022, we're collectively moving into reestablishing and rebuilding a lot of systems. And money is one of the most significant ones that we're journeying through. So, of course, manifestors being the initiators, we are the ones going first. We are the ones going first. And so, of course, to me, looking at, you know, thousands and thousands of manifestors who are talking to me all the time, I am not at all shocked to see that money is the common theme that's tying so many of you together right now. That's the main reason we're doing this big focus on money. Additionally, we're strategically using it. I mean, cards on the table, and I've said this before, we're strategically using this as as two months straight of money teaching content so that at the end of that, we will open our signature money program, the Manifesto Money Moguls, right, which will be open now, I think. I Let me just double check the date that we're planning to get this out. Yes, yes, yes. So it should be Manifesto Money Moguls will be just open, I believe. And if it's, I mean, if it's not, it won't be very far off. So don't quote me on that because, you know, recording podcasts is not always in the timeline of scheduling and releasing podcasts. So Manifestor Money Moguls is a program all about manifestors and money. This is the second time we will be opening it. Um, and it's there to serve you. I mean, it's, it's really just there to serve you. So today's podcast episode is all about money. Of course, it's all about money because we're all in the theme of money at the moment. And so that's what my spleen is interested in talking about. And that's what it's responding to. And rather than teaching you in this episode about how to do money as a manifester and about the pitfalls to look for and the wounds and the conditionings, because we've got so much of that going on at the moment. I mean, if you jump over to Instagram, it's all there. We've also got the Manifestor's Guide to Money, which is a free download. It's five chapters of in-depth money teaching. Obviously, the money program is opening up. Um, We have a three-part Manifestors and Money podcast series. If you scroll back a bit, you'll see a three-part series on that, which is kind of more... um, Um, teaching. I just, today I don't want to do teaching. I don't want to teach you about money. I just want to look at, I guess, a, a reframed idea in the way that we look at being wealthy, the way that we look at the identity of being wealthy. I want to talk to you about the two ways that you can be wealthy, the two ways that you can amass wealth, the the ways that you can hold wealth, the ways that you can be that wealthy person that so many of us dream of being. This is very, very much the kind of painted picture of what life is like for me having gate 63 in my conscious sun. Now, for those of you who are not super into the details of human design, your conscious sun is sort of the thing that makes up 70% of your personality, right? It's it's the aspect of you that um, is the most familiar, most 
um, magnetic part of your energy. It, it is, in essence, it's you. Your conscious sun is you. For me, that gate is in gate 63, which is the gate of doubt. And what that gives, this gives me the ability to do when it's not functioning correctly, when it's in shadow, is that I can be crippled with self-doubt and self-criticism. When it is in alignment and I am using it in its correct frequency, what it gives me the ability to do is to kind of look at things that are commonplace, look at things that are happening around me, happening in the world, see things that other people are doing and using and building and experiencing and have a sense of, is that true or is that not true? I have a bit of a mental... Um, process of being able to pull things apart it's a mental intuition almost that says i know that everyone else is looking at this as if it's completely true and if it's as though it's completely accurate even you know a lot of people are looking at this as if it's wonderful but there's something about this that is not completely true here and if i cast a shadow of doubt on it what does that show me if i apply doubt right? And, and I don't believe in the inherent correctness of what it is that I'm looking at. What does that doubt show me about what, what might be true or not true in this situation? That's what I want to talk to you about in regards to that wealth identity today. I want to show you the two different ways to become wealthy and what they actually mean, what they actually mean as a lived experience. When we look at really, really wealthy people, and you know that's always going to be a sliding scale of dollar figures, isn't it? Right? Because for for some people, um, you know, earning a hundred thousand dollars a year is like really, really, really wealthy. For other people, it's a million. For for other people, it's ten million, a hundred million, two hundred million, a billionaire. I mean, the the scale of that is is very wide because it's based on your personal experience of of what is more than you currently have. So I don't want to apply this to just millionaires or multimillionaires or billionaires. I think that a wealthy person can be anybody that you look at in your experience and say, oh, that person, yeah, they are really wealthy. That person is a wealthy person because they have a lot of money and they live a wealthy lifestyle. When we view a wealthy person it doesn't matter who you are what culture you're from you know what place on the globe you live what socioeconomic group you are we look at wealthy people as valuable people wealth to us as humans means inherent value it means inherent worthiness it means inherent credibility you don't need to look any further than hugely wealthy people. I mean, we're talking about the multi-billionaires, right? Like um, Elon Musk is a good example. Um, Jeff Bezos, another good example. These people who are enormously wealthy people and they hold you know, a vast percentage of the world's global wealth and we allow them to break social code in the way that they behave, in the attitudes that they have, in the value system that they operate under, simply because they are wealthy. We equate wealthiness with credibility. That's something that we're going to have to undo as a society. We're going to have to pull apart that fabric. But what this shows us, again, when we apply this lens of doubt, 
when we apply this lens of doubt to the way that we view that identity of wealth, we can start to question this. We can start to question things like, does wealth make you inherently valuable? Does wealth make you inherently credible? And here's the kicker. Does wealth make you inherently good? We know that the answer to this, when we actually put a spotlight on it, is no. Wealth doesn't make you valuable. Wealth doesn't make you credible. And wealth certainly does not make you good. Because we have seen people with extraordinary wealth who are not what we would classify as good people, in air quotes, quote unquote, good people. These are people with loose moral fiber, right? These are people with value systems that are self-centered, that are greedy. We can even see people who hold an enormous amount of wealth who are, in fact, what we would classify as evil. Vladimir Putin is one that comes to mind, an extraordinarily wealthy bureaucrat, also quite an evil human being. When we start to realize that wealth does not mean good, it begins to show us two pathways forward into wealth. Rather than believing this idea that we have had for a very, very long time now, I mean, society has been entrenched in this idea around money for for hundreds of years, right? Rather than being kind of entrenched in this idea that in order to make money, a lot of money, you have to hustle, you have to be self-focused, right? You have to be greedy. You have to step on the little man. You have to take it from other people. You have to fill your bank account before you fill other people's bank accounts, right? All of these characteristics that we have seen in alignment with wealthy people and say, well, that's what it takes to become wealthy. That's what it takes. You know, we see Jeff Bezos underpaying his Amazon workers, millions of Amazon workers, while he rolls in billions of dollars. Oh, we shrug our shoulders. That's what it takes to become wealthy. That's what it takes to get to that level. But is it? Is it? That is one pathway forward into wealth. That is one pathway forward. The alternate pathway forward into wealth is about integrity. It's about responsibility and it's about energetic alignment. What I want to drop here for you before we go too much further into these two pathways is that either pathway will make you wealthy. Either pathway will make you wealthy. And I actually hate those words coming out of my mouth. I'm quite an altruistic person. I'm very motivated by hope and really believing the world can be a better place. I don't like the concept that evil can prosper um, and that you know bad people can get away doing bad things. But the reality is that that is actually what we experience in this kind of crazy you know world that we live in in these human meat suits. Bad people do get away with bad things and people doing bad things actually do become very, very wealthy. That is the reality. 
that is a valid pathway to wealth accumulation because we've seen it hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times over. We have seen that you can be driven by a very capitalist agenda. We've seen that people can get very money hungry. Um, look no further than, you know, the kind of the golden days of Wall Street. People can be driven by things like greed. They can be driven by selfishness, um, by indulgence, by even fueled by the desire for, you know, living life large, like um, uh, work hard, play hard, right? This like, well, I'm going to get a whole lot of money so I can have cocaine and I can drink whatever I want and I can sleep with whoever I want and I can get the cars and I can get the big houses and I can, you know, wear the designer clothes. I've got the Armani suits. That's that narrative. They are driven by these very kind of out of alignment material desires, certainly by greed. And what that creates is this pathway forward that says, I will stop at nothing to get my wealth. I will stop at nothing and I will step on everyone to get this wealth that I desire. The one thing I will say about this pathway is that I have observed that it is insatiable and unsustainable. It's insatiable and unsustainable. You can certainly accumulate wealth in this pathway. We know that you can because people are doing it all the time. You can accumulate wealth. You can become a billionaire in this pathway. In the vast majority of cases, though, what we see is that these people are left feeling very unsatisfied. They kind of have this disassociation with self that leads to depression, it leads to breakdown, it leads to substance addiction, it leads to relationship breakdown. They suffer because they have wealth, but they don't have alignment. And ultimately, that also seems to mean that their wealth disappears, right? It comes up kind of very, very quickly and they receive it all. And then it also is taken away. They bankrupt, right? They get done for fraud. They go to prison. That's not true of every single case, right? It's it's not a blanket rule, but we do see that happening quite a lot. So it's insatiable and it is unsustainable, in a large, a large amount of cases with that pathway. So even though we want to say, hey, you know, to get a lot of wealth, to get a lot of money, you really need to be a good person. That's not actually true. We can see that you can be a very, very bad person. That's one way forward. You can actually pursue that pathway. But what does it reap for you? What does it reap for you if you go down that pathway? The other pathway, the second way that you can accumulate wealth, that you can become a wealthy person, I assure you is the much harder, deeper, slower pathway, (laughs) but it is the pathway of integrity, responsibility, and energetic alignment. This is the pathway that I teach that thankfully we have a lot more teachers coming on board to share this message and to be examples. We do see some amazing examples of this. Um, Oh golly, Oprah Winfrey, the Obamas, you know, we've seen some really amazing people do extraordinary things 
with their wealth. Um, look at some celebrities, Keanu Reeves, um, Emma Watson, these people who have accumulated a great deal of wealth and they, they manage to hold that amassed wealth with integrity. They use their money really responsibly. So they're not being frivolous with the expenditure of their money. It's, it's about freedom. It's about peace. It's about opportunity. It's about the ability to be generous. Their money gives them the opportunity to experience all of those things. Their money is not there to satiate a desire for material goods or for greed. It's not filling a hole. They're using their money responsibly and they're receiving more money and they're also, I mean, presumably, we never really know with celebrities, right? But presumably, these are people who are operating in energetic alignment because the frequency with which they have wealth is so different from that first pathway, like so different from that first pathway, which is this kind of perpetual desperation, this greed, this more, 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 more. I always have to be having more. I always have to be taking it from other people versus... I can slowly and sustainably build my way into this wealth by mastering myself, by mastering my skills, by mastering my energy, by allowing myself to be seen, by allowing myself to be um, powerful with integrity and to manage my money really, really responsibly by by being generous, you know, by not being overly frivolous in my spending, um, by having gratitude and, and recognizing the privilege of my wealth. This, this is the alternative pathway. I mean, if we're going to be super black and white about it, it's kind of like the good person versus the bad person, other way around, the bad person versus the good person pathways. Both of these directions are ways that you can accumulate wealth. Both of them will get you to being a wealthy person. When I teach about, you know, removing those beliefs that you have around money, about being responsible with the money that you receive, about understanding your unique blueprint around money, how you are designed to connect to money and prosperity by knowing how you spend your money, um, by knowing kind of the inherited belief systems that you've had, by knowing the wounds, releasing those wounds, doing that healing work, by in a manifest a specific case, by bringing all of your awareness to who you are as a manifester and how you are designed to experience wealth as a manifester and then holding that, honoring that day by day by day, doing the work to be in alignment with that. When I speak about these things, I am speaking to the archetype of the second way of accumulating wealth. That is the archetype in which I live. The reason that I live in that archetype is because to me, integrity and upholding my own sense of internal values is so much more important than any amount of wealth could possibly ever be. That does not mean that because I'm a person who's operating with integrity, because I'm a person who is upholding my values, that I don't also get to be wealthy. I do get to be wealthy and I am wealthy and I will continue to become even more wealthy 
for all of those good reasons, right? For all of those reasons about changing generational patterns, about providing an opportunity for the generations that are coming after me, um, for the ability to have a, a beautiful, transformative, influential impact on the people that I speak to, right? To you, to my audience, to the, the clients that I work with, to the customers who consume my products. But also because I am deserving of that. I am deserving of that in this lifetime. I am deserving of wealth. I am deserving of large volumes of money because I handle it well. Because I know the privilege that is being bestowed on me to have this wealth, to accumulate this wealth, to be a wealthy person. And I take that responsibility really seriously. So I'm I'm always working on my money story. I'm always being aware of what my money, you know, beliefs are, what my energies are around money. I'm very careful in how I teach about money, about the um, instructions that I give. I'm careful to not give like, this is the money answer because it's not everyone's journey through money and through wealth is very, very different. I operate with integrity in every way that I can. Does that mean that I'm perfect? Absolutely not. Because I'm like every one of you, I am human. I'm having a human experience. Sometimes I don't see that I'm out of alignment. You know, sometimes I don't recognize what I'm saying until it's said. And then I reflect on it and realize it was incorrect. So this is not about perfection, but this is about self-awareness and about self-management. I choose this second pathway of being this identity of wealth, this direction to get wealth and to grow wealth and to sustain my wealth and to scale my wealth, because this is what feels earnestly correct to me, for me, and for the world around me, for the people that I impact, for the ripple effect that I have. I personally believe that that first way of accumulating wealth is wrong. I think it's damaging. I think it's destructive. I think that, you know, we see that in the fact that it's it, it does so much damage to the people who hold wealth in that way, you know, right? That they, they are unsatisfied, that it often is unsustainable. In the second pathway, we see people with this, you know, these wealth experiences where it is sustainable, right? And it is satisfying and it is nourishing and that wealth allows them to go on and do even more good things in the world. To me, there is a clear pathway forward. To me, option A is not a doorway I want to go through, but it would be certainly very narrow-minded of me when we're speaking about money to not represent the truth of this situation to you all and say, if you want to go through door A, go for it. That will certainly make you wealthy. I have had plenty, plenty of experiences in my life and in businesses especially of knowing some truly out of alignment, greedy, sometimes even evil people who have a lot of wealth, multi-millionaires, people who are looking extraordinarily successful. They have these kind of big rises, you know, <laughs> to success and a lot of money coming in. And it can be so heartbreaking, I think, to, to look at that and realize why is it working for them and it's not working for me? Guys, it's because the pace of these two pathways is different. Pathway A is a bit of a, you know, quick to arrive and also very quick to crumble. 
Pathway B is longer to arrive and sustains you for the rest of your life. So I, I take pathway B, I take door B, you know, that is, that to me is the far more valuable way forward. It's the far more correct experience. It's the way that I want to have money. I don't want to end up in a place of destruction around my money. But that doesn't mean that I would be unsuccessful in gaining wealth if I went about it with selfishness and with greed and with stepping on top of other people doing it. And this can be something as simple as, you know, really using a lot of that fear-based marketing that we see in the online space. That guys, that's an example of doorway A, right? Like people who are there, they don't care what experience you're having. What they care about is your money coming into their account and becoming their money. And they will then, I'm sure you've all seen this, they will then lie in all of their messaging with these kind of twisted half truths. Like, oh, I saw one the other day that said, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a millionaire business owner, uh, you know, over four years. Like, what? Well, that doesn't actually make you a millionaire business owner. That means that you've earned $250,000 a year for the last four years. What's, what's your net income on that? And also that makes you a six-figure earner, not a seven-figure earner, right? So we see a lot of those very shifty kind of twisted nuances that people are taking words and not demonstrating whole truths around these things because being perceived as wealthy makes you perceived as credible it makes you perceived and be perceived as good it makes you be perceived as valuable if you are wealthy you can very much more easily trick people into buying more from you and that's how this sort of um capitalism pathway of money does accumulate more and more and more and more and more wealth however ultimately it does have a due date it does have an end point because there's only so many people that you can disillusion before word spreads. Um, And I think we still, there's a lot of, a lot of kind of gray area in there. We still have a really long way to go with things like, um, you know, global corporations who are still operating in this way. I'm not saying that this is the answer to everything, but I am saying that in terms of looking at wealth accumulation for yourself, becoming that wealthy identity, becoming that wealthy person. Yes, we do have two options forward. Which one do you want to take? Understanding the pros and cons of both, which pathway do you want to take to accumulate wealth? Because both are available to you. Both are available to you. You can take door A or door B. In fact, even if you've gone through door A and you're not liking it, you can go through door B. If you've gone through door B and you're not liking it, you can head back to door A. Yeah. There are always these two options in front of you. I will attest that I feel like door B is the better B, is the better door. <laughs> I do think door B is the better way forward. That's that's my personal value system. That's my personal agenda. And I I wanted to come and record this episode. I'm letting my spleen speak as it goes. Why did we come and record this episode? <laughs> Because I want to bring spotlight to the actual truth of this situation, right? Instead of it just being that kind of rainbow sunshine, whitewashed spirituality that we get where it's like, oh, the only way to become wealthy is to be in energetic alignment. Actually, not true. It is one way to become wealthy. And I believe it is the way to become sustainably and scalably wealthy and also experience satisfaction and peace and freedom and generosity and opportunity and all those wonderful things. 
But it's not the only way to become wealthy. We need to understand that we do have options in front of us and making a very clear decision about which way you're going to go to accumulate your wealth actually really serves you because it's an intention setting decision. It puts you on an energetic pathway that pushes you towards a particular outcome. So I'm going to leave that with you as food for thought, as something to mull over. Let me know if this resonates with you. Let me know if this spoke to you, if it opened up your mind to think about things in a different way. Maybe it actually just put words to something that you were already really aware of. Um, As always, please feel free to share on social media, tag me, share it with me. Um, It can be a bit tricky for me to keep up with all of my DMs, but by all means, if you want to share your experience, uh, please do reach out. You can DM me. Um, I do my best to read them all and and respond, even, even just gently respond to each one. But I really do love hearing from you and I love being informed of the impact of these conversations on you and on your, your journey and your growth. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. We are going to be wrapping up the Manifesto Money Moguls launch. So the doorway for the door, the doors for that, the cart is going to close on the 30th of July, Australian time. So that's the 29th of July for our Europeans, our Canadians and our Americans. So you still have a good couple of weeks to journey through it. Please, please, please um, click on the link in the show notes, go and check out the sales page. If you are wanting in-depth support as a manifester dealing with your money journey, there is legitimately, legitimately no other program out there like this. I've seen a few programs that say, yeah, you know, we're money programs and we work with manifestors, but they're by non-manifestors. And as much as I adore their intention, um, the best they can be is observers. Right? This program comes to you from a manifestor, from within a manifestor energy who has gone through significant money journey and money experiences um, and bringing this to you with very detailed human design teaching, chart interpretations, as well as looking at all of the manifestoriness around money, your frequencies of alignment, your shadows, your fears, your conditionings, your woundings, how to be in alignment with money based on your, uh, your energy centers, how to receive in rest cycles, all that kind of cool stuff. So check out the sales page if Money Moguls appeals to you. Um, Like I said, cart is closing on the 30th of July. And if you do not have the capacity to invest at the moment, I love you. I adore you. You take great responsibility with your money. We also have a freebie, which is the Manifestor's Guide to Money. You can download that. costs you nothing. You can drench yourself in all of the money content that we are doing. It's available for you. It's free. It's not going to cost you a cent. And it will support you in moving forward in the space that you're in right now. So... Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I will catch you for the next episode, (laughs) as always. And until then, my lovelies, keep hunting for purpose. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. I hope that my words, my sharing and the spiritual wisdom that came through today's episode have a magnificently transforming impact on your life. If you love this episode, I would be so humbly and truly grateful if you would share it on your social media. You can tag me on Instagram or Facebook at The Holly Marie. And also please consider taking a moment to leave a review right here on iTunes so that this 
information, this podcast and this spiritual transformation can be spread to even more people. Again, I cannot wait to see you for the next episode of Hunting for Purpose.